0: In this episode, we're going to talk about using a sales process to help you close more business and make it more profitable, Um, taking a cold customer from someone that's never heard of you to someone that actually is ready to do business with you. So the first step is that you want to have a phone script in place for all of your incoming leads. Um, You want the basic screening process to figure out what a customer is looking for, what their budget range is. Um, just to get an idea of what kind of work they want done. If they pass through that, then you want to move on to the actual, what I would consider the sales process. And that sales process starts with a call, trying to figure out exactly what they're looking for, um, getting a scope of work, getting a budget, uh, you know, nailing a budget down for them. Uh, If they can give you an idea of what they're looking for, you can give them some kind of ballpark range. You know, if it's going to be a Around a forty to fifty thousand dollar project, uh, based on your experience. Um, the other thing you want to be paying attention for during that sales call is what their motivation is for for getting this work done. That can range anywhere from that the backyard just looks terrible, it's overgrown, and it needs redone, all the way up to um, you know there, there's a desire to impress. You know, maybe they want to be the the neighborhood that hosts the uh, the neighborhood barbecues, or they want to have dinner parties, um, you know, they want to uh, show off a little bit. So the uh, the process you would take them through is, is, again, back to the figuring out what they want, and then listening and asking questions about how they'll use the space. Um, that's a really important factor of just asking those questions of, How do you guys see using your backyard space? Um, What kinds of events will you have? How will you use it? Um, This will help them, um, you know, think through the different amenities that they might want for a backyard space. Um, You know, outdoor living spaces now have just about anything you could possibly want, including things like um, heaters to extend the seasons, um, you know, built-in kegerators for uh, serving beer. Um, high-end, you know, things like ice dispensers, um, all kinds of things that, that we can put in uh, backyards these days. Finding out what those things are and helping them kind of build out their ideal space will help you get closer to what that estimated project cost is going to be. And that'll that'll benefit you in two ways. One, it'll help you guys be on the same page that you're, you're trying to help them get uh, what they want. And number two, it'll help them be realistic about what they uh, intend to spend on the whole project. After you've done that what you want to do is figure out what their time frame is, um, you know, figure out their sense of urgency to figure out if this is a project they want done in an unrealistic time frame or one that maybe they want done, you know, sometime this season, this building season. Um, And then um, from there you can, you can, um, uh, you know, progress through uh, to the final uh, next steps. Once you get to that point of the next steps, then you're, you're, you're basically asking them, um, you know, are you, are you ready to get started? Uh, that, you know, this is the next step in the phase, is that we'll, you know, do a design um, for you to, to approve. Uh, there's a design fee involved, and if you're not charging a design fee, I'd highly recommend that as a way to filter out people that aren't serious about going through a project. And at that point, you may run into some objections. And this could be that they want to think about it, which you know is, is totally reasonable. Um, there are a couple uh, important points to bring up when you get to this phase. One, some people will come up with adj- objections. One of the objections that I hear quite a bit is they want to get a few quotes from other people. And the challenge with getting f- a few quotes is that each project is designed completely different. So the way that you design something is going to be completely different from how somebody else designs Uh, and then another company is going to do it entirely different way. And the challenge is, is that if you are um, not, if if you don't state that up front, uh, you may miss the Mm -hmm. opportunity to kind of establish the value of how you, of what you guys do differently. And so what you guys do differently are, are kind of the, the things that you feel are your strongest attributes. And maybe that is, um, you know, we have telling them a, a story about um, a customer that maybe you, um, you helped them adjust the flow out the back door. That you took into account how people are going to use that back door and made it so that it was easier to get in and out of the house. Maybe you did it in terms of where the sun would be at certain times of the day. Um, Maybe you um, helped with uh, material choices. You know, you're able to, because of your experience, you're able to recommend a better material choice for the area or for the project itself or something that is, you know, looks beautiful but is a little more cost-effective. So this gives you an opportunity to kind of establish yourself as someone that's there to provide them with value. Another challenge you'll run into is a um, Uh, you'll run into people that want to um, discuss uh, or the people that aren't ready to move into design fees so maybe they they you know bulk at a $750 design fee and this gives you the opportunity to actually um, talk to them about again the value that provide why you would charge a design fee um, you know the, your, your business is one business of time and energy and you only have so much throughout the course of the year you only have so many man hours um, on your staff and if, if that's all expended uh, then you you know that's stuff you can't get back so if you're spending time on a design for someone that's not serious about moving forward with the design that ends up being wasted time and you know there may be situations where you'll want to waive a design fee uh, for a project but the closer you stick to a sales process that you you put everyone through, the better it'll be for you to optimize, um, avoiding uh, customers that you just don't want to work with or projects that you don't want to take on. Once you've reached that phase, um, you know you you uh, you close them on the sale, um, and I, and I know I've kind of simplified this whole process, um, but it really, if you think about it, each. Each business is going to have a little bit different process in terms of what's important to them, and the real key is standardizing it so that everyone is going through that same process. So let's say that you have um, uh, a few designers, and one designer kind of shoots from the hip, and the other one is very you know detailed and, and uh, precise. Uh, what's going to happen is when the when the project comes around the processes that you have in place are going to be in conflict because one is going to be against a design that is uh, loosey-goosey and then the other one is going to be um, um, that um, the other one is going to be based on a design that's very precise and so applying two different processes to that was going to take your your building crews uh, way longer uh, than if you had a, a standardized, pro- standardized process you took people through. So those are a few things to consider. Um, I, you know, obviously I could go on about more about sales process, but the real key points I want to emphasize is one, figuring out their motivation um, and, and tying that into when you get to the, the let's move forward to the next step is, you know, using phrases like, um, you know, imagine yourself uh, enjoying your backyard, you know, later this year or next summer or whatever that time frame is. This will really give you the, um, uh, the confidence to connect, you know, with what's important to them so that you guys can do the work that, that you know you guys can do. The second thing is um, following that sales process that everyone on your team is following the same sales process so that you know some, where somebody is in the process. Uh, and and that everybody's on the same page. That if somebody's on vacation and a, um, a a potential client calls back, you'll know exactly where they're at in the sales process, and that'll make it easier to actually close the sales. Uh, and then the third thing is just holding people specifically to that sales process. So for example, um, I you know I've had some clients that I've consulted with that um, have been taking on projects that are that are really much smaller than they they have um than they're set up to do um so let's say it's a a custom job or let's say it's a job where they they just want the deck done that's all they want they eventually want um they eventually want the um pergola and the outdoor kitchen and all those things but right now all they have money for is the deck and if you just do the deck you're going to be committing those man hours to a smaller project um, which you know on a case-by-case basis that may make sense for you or you may want to schedule it for a slower time of the year Um, but putting that on the docket of projects where um, maybe you have a full build out where you have a pergola an outdoor kitchen a deck uh, you've got paver work to do um, it, it, it may Make it more difficult to, um, you know, to schedule the work in an, a, a t- an efficient manner to, t- to maximize you know the manpower you have. So that's the long and short of it. Uh, that's enough for this episode. Uh, in the next episode, we are going to talk about testimonials and reviews and how you can use those to uh, grow your business. So uh, tune in next time and we'll discuss that.